Welcome back to Absolute Comics. My name is Benny, that is Sal, and joining us today is a very special guest, Gem Mint Collectibles. Now your full name, Gem is the first name, Mint is the middle, Collectibles is your official last name. That's we true. We will change it. <laughs> Mr. That's Mr. Collectible to you, and thank you for having me once again. What's going on, everybody watching? Happy to be here. Uh, for those who are joining us for the first time, as we're doing a giant multi-stream blast, that sounds more appropriate than just saying we're blasting it out there. Uh, we are currently streaming live to Facebook, Twitch, and to YouTube. Uh, and if you enjoy this show, please go to your appropriate platform and give us an upvote or a like or a comment or whatever your platform does would be great. <laughs> <laughs> and this, this video also gets uploaded to our podcast channel, Absolute Comics, a week after it goes live. So if you're not watching it live, you can see it real soon in a week. But either way... Uh, today, we are going to be going through a couple of news topics, talking about a couple comic books that came out, and I hope you will join us for the ride. Our guest, Jem, his channel does all kinds of collectible unboxings and discussions, and if you're looking to get into the investor market for comic books and do it properly, check out his channel. And since we are blasting this to so many locations, if you didn't know who Sal is, he does comic pop, comic book discussions with his friends who don't know anything about comic books. Somehow that remains true five years later. I don't... <laughs> they don't normally read them. They don't read them recreationally. They only read uh, what I tell them to or what uh, what they find interesting from the conversations that arise. So It's like a comic yeah. book dictatorship going on over there, man. That's right. Yep. I'm, <laughs> I'm an authoritative. Uh, I'm, I'm authoritative. I, uh, I, I have a complete monopoly on the reading. <laughs> You'll read what I tell you to read. That's no, right. I'm sure they're good picks. But so yeah, what you. is, since I know we were talking before this, and I don't think any of us have super caught up on everything, let's just go with what your guys' picks for this week are. What is your picks, Jim? Because you had like a stack last time, and I've seen it to your left there. Yeah, so I still have <laughs> the stack. So I'm, not, I'm actually not done reading this week. Uh, I got the DC books physically. I just got done reading the image books. Uh, Batman Reptilian. If you're reading Batman Reptilian and you want to know who this reptilian monster is, who's like killing the rogues gallery you're gonna find out on this issue and it's it's crazy i don't know if i liked it or not it was just like i'm totally stunned by what happened in there uh spawn came out this week man spawn what is it 322 or something spawn has been kicking it up a notch i mean i you know a lot of people jumped on with issue 300 but i, I felt like there was a little bit of a lull they're going full cylinders here wrapping up the little arc that they had in the last issue not necessarily tying in with king spawn but uh, amazing artwork, uh, awesome, big storytelling. I like heaven and hell, demons and angels, and that's the kind of stuff you're getting in Spawn. And uh, goodbye, Clark Kent, this week, man. Two issues, uh, one from Action, one from Superman, Son of Kal-El, uh, saying goodbye to Clark. We know where he goes. We've read that story in Future State, but uh, this is the ending of it, which I have some thoughts on it. I don't know if this is a platform because it, it, it gets a little bit spoilery, so... Maybe if you do come by my channel on the on Fridays or Saturdays, we do like a top 10 video. And uh, maybe we could talk about my problems with Clark Kent's departure. I I mean, we, the problem I have with the Clark Kent departure, and I don't know if this is too much a spoiler because it came out six months ago. And I was having this discussion with Sal. A lot of the stuff that's happening in, in, in Infinite Frontier already happened. We know where it's mm -hmm. going. They spoiled the whole line for us with Future State, which is so, so weird. So, give, so let me just say this. How is Lois Lane cool with him leaving? 
<laughs> my wife would be either like, I'm going with you, or there's no way you're going. Like, no. I'm going to New York next week, and my wife's not happy I'm leaving. So I don't know what she would think about me going to, like, War World and stuff. So. And, like, potentially never coming back. And yeah. your son, yeah. who has been to the future, knows, hey, your history stops here. Like, you're not in history books anymore after this point in time. So you probably die. It, yeah. But, I mean, from a reader standpoint, though, I find it so hard to get excited for things I know are apparently going to happen. Like, where's the excitement and the mystery? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't really mind that, to be honest. I'm kind of cool with, like, this is how the story happened. Like, we know how it ends, and we, we know where we started. So I don't really mind that as much. I get that kind of criticism, though. But uh, I'm just not buying that Lois Lane. Like, they don't really even address it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not really feeling that. Well, you know that, what, I, that was the whole ahead. thing with the Bendis arc, where it's like, you know what? I don't want to be married anymore, and I'm just going to hang out in the city. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what I wasn't really too impressed with was uh, that Deathstroke Inc. I know a lot of people are looking forward to it. I thought it was boring. Um, Department of Truth has always been great. I don't know if you guys are reading that. I got to play catch up. I'm way behind yeah. on a lot of my independent books because I'm just now catching up on my Marvel and DC. So, so what is there anything else? Crossover came back. The Donny Cates book that had a little bit of hiatus. Um, yeah. So that's pretty much it so far. Oh, and I guess, you know, I did read uh, The Amazing Spider-Man, the, the end of the Nick Spencer run, 85 pages, uh, wrapping oh, up. Ret <laughs> no, no, no. It was good. I like okay. it, Okay, all right. Retconning, I I'll tell you, he's doing his presidential pardons on the way out. Hey, I want to fix a couple of those things you didn't <laughs> like about Spider-Man since you guys hated me during this whole run. You're welcome. And uh, I'm looking forward to this next arc, man, this Ben Riley uh, return. Yeah, no, I'm excited for Spider-Man Beyond. Uh, what What do you think, Sal? What do you got for this week? It's exciting. Uh, you know, those are all those are all pretty much the books that are coming out. Um, so <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty hyped for all of it. It's gonna be pretty cool. <laughs> you reading anything right now you want to talk about before we go to the topics? Uh, not really. All right. <laughs> that was reading back issues still, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, for the most part, for me, I've been playing catch up on a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, I just wrapped up getting caught up on Robin. Uh, six was great. The mm. only issue I have with it is after the, the, the where we ended on five was such like a hype moment to then get into the fights and not go anywhere with it. I liked seeing the fights. I liked seeing what's going on. I liked the back and forth between Robin and Flatline. But we're starting up the next arc, which made it feel kind of flat because it was on such a... I don't know. We went from fight everyone to Ra's al Ghul to the Bat family to... All right, so we're, now we're having snacks, and here's Damien's manga. Like, <laughs> What's with the manga thing? I, I, like, What's the significance of that? Keep coming back, right? I, I guess just to show that he's not as like a, a hard-ass as he comes across. Like, mm -hmm. There is a side to him that is a kid that enjoys things. It's kind of right. like with all the comic, comic book versus manga stuff going on, you would think that they wouldn't be... Hey, read manga, kids. It's like in my comic book, but <laughs> well, most of these creators are actually like pretty big manga fans. Yeah, uh, yeah. I know that uh, was it. Zdarsky has his own podcast about being expo uh, exposed to manga. I know Williamson likes manga, so that probably has a lot to do with it. Plus, like, I think that be you know, it's it's a lyric advice where like I'm sure what's happening in the manga will parallel like Damien's journey itself as well. So mm. if you pay attention to those manga pages, they might. They might be indicating what's going to happen to Damien later on in the book. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That he's like that foreshadowing through the manga because they exactly. do keep showing the pages. Yeah, they're showing I'm, you the, bo the book. I didn't remember that. Hmm. So yeah, they showed it. I was looking at it like, wait, is that one that I've read? No, that's something that they made. That's up. new. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, all right. Uh, well, yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at. I'm just, like I said, playing catch up. I had an issue where my tablet wasn't updating the books. Ugh. And I'm not a fan of reading them on my computer. So it was like, oh, I read through one or two. I was complaining about this. Uh, apparently, I read it out of order. But the Onslaught issue is uh, the ending of Way of X. I thought it was the beginning of Onslaught, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, it was I can weird see why that, they, that happened. It was weird they gave it another title since they could have just made it way of x issue six why is marvel doing that they did the with the entirety of spider-man spider-man with sinister war spider-man sinister i know war, so Spider-Man. so I, so there's a theory on that so way of x issue one probably sold decently right and then two three four five probably sold less and less so do you think way of way of x six would have sold better than onslaught revolutions issue one like what's no. going to be the bigger draw right well it's the right, bigger but it's draw but the they're, one just, shot. they're just making it a mess but i feel yeah. like happened you remember back in the day when they were doing six to ten issues of volume ones every year yeah and then we get to a point where you're like i don't know what to read anymore you have four <laughs> volume ones yeah and they were like we're fixing that it's going to be linear again you're going to understand the, the how how to read it and I feel like they're like, well, oh, that didn't make as much money. Go back to just throwing everything at a wall. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but that even ever since I was a kid, that's been happening. Trying to read Maximum Carnage as a kid, you got to read Amazing, then Spider Man, then Web of, then Spectacular, <laughs> then Unlimited. It's like, what the hell? I can't afford yeah. all this, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but all right, let's move into our topics of the day. The first one we got is that Wonder Woman's 80th anniversary is coming up, and DC has a global celebration planned, including her being inducted into the Comic Con Museum Character Hall of Fame October 31st. Uh, 21st. Mm-hmm. It will be streamed on YouTube and a new anthology, Wonderful Woman of the World, a 400 page reprint collection called Wonder Woman 80 Years of the Amazon Warrior, and a new series of Nubia and the Amazons. And the forthcoming Wonder Woman 80th anniversary, 100 page, super spectacular, and more. This is cool, but I feel like it's just what they've been doing with every character that hits that milestone. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> like, it would be like if they said, we're going to give it an 80 page giant. Like, oh, yeah. wow, you did that with Green Arrow a month ago. And, uh... <laughs> you did it, remember when Robin had, and there was all the variants and then yeah. Jennifer and all the variants? And yeah. Then, no. I've, been, I've been actually not reading those because I like to read all the books like by Tuesday to, to fill my reviews. And it's like, all right, I'm not reading this 80 page. <laughs> <laughs> the doesn't matter book but yeah when i read this news i'm like oh she's not already in the wonder or the comic book character hall of fame like of course deserves to be yeah. there well like, what even is too. that like what even is the comic con of hall of fame like <laughs> not, 2019 batman was inducted like oh that was the, the first year that was actually the first year because remember you were anything with you, you though yeah well no uh at comic-con san diego no way I been. Oh, it was at Comic Con. I got invited to it on the floor, and I was at the same question: What is this? Where am I? Right. And it was a brand new thing. They were just starting. I was like, Yeah. Oh, okay. So good for her. I remember. Uh, well, not re- remember, but I remember the story of. Uh, I think Wonder Woman was hitting eight. It was hitting fifty, and DC had no plans. This is going back into the eighties, and it's funny because like, DC still has no plans, and. Uh, <laughs> George Perez was doing Wonder Woman at the time, and he was like, how come there's no big thing? Like, she's turning 50. This is a big deal. And they're like, because it's Wonder Woman. We don't care. And he's like, well, we should make an event. And so he crafted this, like, whole massive Wonder Woman event, and it may be one of the worst events in DC history. And it's like, <laughs> it, it's just like, don't try to artificially inflate Wonder Woman because it won't work. Uh, so it's too bad. Was that I the War like of the Wonder- Gods? That was War of the Gods. <laughs> oh, I like Wonder Woman as a character. I like her history. It, yep. I feel like nobody can do good arcs with her. 
The only time I got into the Wonder Woman book, and I was reading it every week that it came out, was the New 52 run with Brian Azzarello. Yeah. Where they soft rebooted, made her a demigod, and it was all mm. about her relationships with the other gods. And all of that going back and forth. And that was fun and interesting, and they canceled it. And now she's back to like not knowing what the hell's going on. Every time like I read Wonder Woman, I don't know what's happening. It's almost like <laughs> the character transcends her stories, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The newest run has been fun, where she was in uh, in Valhalla, and then yeah. I dropped off after the Valhalla run, so I'm waiting to see. You were it. probably right to do it, because the Valhalla good... run was great, yeah. and <laughs> then it just gets less great as it goes. <laughs> yeah, they had the little Ratatos character, and it was cool to see like DC's version of Thor, and they kind of really like stuck it to Thor, but kind of rede- redeemed him at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but it was cool to see her going through the different. What was she going through? Norse mythology, Greek mythology, and all that was different... the indication. But then it never really went that way. Like if it had been that she's going through different mythologies, like for the whole run, yeah. that would have been cool. But right. that's that's not what they did. She went to like two, and then it was like yeah, was she went to two, right. and they were like, well, we're done. I'm like okay, there's, <laughs> well, what there's about a few more. The villain was kind of interesting. Like it was kind of like not. It was like a reverse Wonder Woman, but not really. Just something Jasper or something taking her form or something like that. Right. I don't recall the name. But it was cool. She had this scythe that can like slice through uh, the fabric of reality and jump through uh, multiverses. Yeah, it's cool visual. I just remember that like the new Vintage Hero <laughs> run was great, and then they were like, "It's not selling." Bring in I forget who, but they tried a brand new thing where they brought in Donna, and that was fun. Mm-hmm. And then Rebirth happened, and remember Rebirth is going to be like the return to form. We were yep. going to get the who who's writing that one? Rucka, I think, right? Rucka, yeah. We're finally going to get the Rucka story, and all he did was like set up a bunch of mysteries for fifteen issues and leave. Yeah, <laughs> I've been digging the Wonder Girl Yarrow Floor stuff though so far. Yep. That's really great. Book. I love the art on that one. The I feel like great, the moment man. the art shifts, it's going to be, oh, it's over. <laughs> and I like how like she's like, she doesn't really know her, her what, what she is yet or her powers yet. And well, she kind of knows, but she's very naive though. But it's kind of like you're learning along with the character. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So next up, we've got an interesting decision because I don't, weird time to choose to do this. HBO Max has ordered a three-part DC documentary series that will take on an unprecedented look at the enduring and influential legacy of DC and their rich legacy of over 80 years of iconic storytelling. Good for them. It, it's just a weird decision to do that now when they're in such a weird slump story-wise and mm. like creator-wise and they're trying to figure out what they're doing. Yeah. Now let's celebrate them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it's HBO Max. They got to make content. Uh, they're really like pushing DC as like an entertainment company. So I get it. And, you know, the longer they wait, the more influential creators that help make DC what it is are going to die. So you might as well get them That's on camera. <laughs> so It's yeah. just, I, I'm finding it weird that DC, HBO Max basically is like, all right, so we got DC. We're going to make more DC properties. Our first one, Peacemaker. Yeah. Our second one, the documentary. The, and, the, and then they're claiming Titans of Doom Patrol, but those were already made. That's a, that was a whole thing that was going on before this. Yeah. So it's it's just interesting. I don't know. True. But it could be, like, like you said, maybe it's an HBO decision. Hey, what if we did like a documentary on you guys and someone at DC was like, yeah, sure. I mean, hey. Right. <laughs> come by on Thursday. We'll get some people around it up. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I would check it out. I'm here for it. But I, I've actually been sleeping on the HBO Max stuff. I haven't watched the Harley animated stuff, which everyone has said is really good. Yep. Uh, and that one's really good. Yeah. I like, you know, the Suicide Squad was great. I would love to see the Peacemaker show. So I'm, I'm going to have to start putting that on my watch list. I'm already watching so much between Why the Last Man. I'm watching the Wu-Tang American Saga. What if? I'm not typically a, a TV guy, but they got me watching all these shows. 
Well, you're becoming it. I mean, this is your job now. You got to watch them all. <laughs> you know what I'm I got to get once I get all the CWs under my belt, then I can really say that I did something. Yeah. yeah well, I wouldn't. I don't recommend that at all because I'm already doing it, and I highly don't recommend that. And any Superman's the only one worth watching. And I got Sal to watch the first three episodes, and he you was did. Out. Yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even bad. I just didn't have. I just didn't have any more patience for it. Yeah. It was just you know. I think you'd like how it ended, but I mean, I'm not. I, I well, it's not over. It, no, it is over. <laughs> the Superman show? Yeah. Well, they're coming back for a season two. Yeah, right. exactly. Like it's not like the, this season ended, but the show's not over. Right. Um, all right. So this is an interesting one, and there's a lot of speculation and theories as to why it's going on. But Marvel has abruptly canceled the Guardians of the Galaxy comic book by Al Ewing. Marvel has offered no explanation and is making the September 22nd issue the last in the series with the conclusion of the last Annihilation event. Fans expect the comic book to return or be rebooted in 2022 to line up with the Volume 3 movie release. Um, so I haven't been reading this, but apparently they did a huge amount of status quo changes. Mm. And the running theory is that because they changed up so many things, they're just going to end this, let it cool off for a year, <laughs> and then bring it back. I dropped it. I dropped it, man. Like I think Donny Cates had an okay run, and there was this whole death of Groot thing that they were building up towards. But then I think they killed Star Lord instead, and then Al Ewing took over. And I, I, I just thought it was boring, man. I couldn't get into it. I like the Donny Cates stuff. That one I did. Yeah, Donny like. Cates one was okay. But you know what? I'm a huge Donny Cates fan. Not my favorite Donny Cates work though. No. I mean, I like the idea of hunting Gamora. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I already read that. In Infinity Wars. <laughs> well, yeah, but this is the aftermath. The after you gotta get her oh, now. No, I don't care about that. I didn't remember that. <laughs> Infinity Wars is when she became Requiem and we all thought she was the coolest new villain. And then they're like, No, it's Gamora. Like no. it was a Scooby Doo moment. <laughs> that was weak. That would be like if they introduced the, the Scooby Doo villain and then two minutes later they were like, It's Old Man Withers. Like, you know, it was literally Gamora. Requiem shows up, and we're like, is that Gamora? And then she's like, ha-ha, it's Gamora! And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I know. Gamora's missing, and who's this new person using a sword? <laughs> Who kills Thanos, and she's really mad at him. <laughs> Who do you think I am? Anyway, I didn't even read that either. What, Infinity War or Warps? Infinity Wars. Warps. So, okay, so it was... There was a Warps, too, after that. Right? Yeah, well, that so was during Warps, yeah. In Wars, Gamora had the idea of, instead of annihilating half of the population, she'll merge the population into one. So the inverse of Thanos, and that created Infinity Warps. Is anybody going to just double the resources? Are we never going to try that <laughs> one? <laughs> no one has that idea. Make the universe bigger! And what's crazy is, right, if you think about how, I don't want to get too deep here, but how infinite the universe is with how many galaxies and stars and planets, like, there is enough resources. You right. You just got to go mean? get them. Like, There's like seven <laughs> space cultures in Marvel yeah. comics. Like, I wish everyone on, had a teleporter so we could go to different planets that had all the shit we need. <laughs> and boom. I Hold on. Teleporters. <laughs> yeah. Or just like everyone has food. That's the problem, right? right? It's the food, right, Thanos? Because really, you're not talking about like people not having enough like wristwatches, <laughs> and not enough oil or something. <laughs> he's on the he's on the side of the graphics cards and the PS5s. Like, well, you know what? If I get rid of half of you, right. you all get a PS5. Problem yeah. solved. Or we could all just case. have PS5s. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you gotta oh. earn it. You're suffering. <laughs> I'm going to put you in a death battle, and the winner walks away with a PS5. <laughs> I'm not making more. I got one. <laughs> uh, it's 
It's an interesting decision. Uh, there was a lot. Dan was trying to explain it to me a little bit. I guess they like a lot of the characters came out as bi or gay in the series, which is the speculation as to why like so much was changed across the board that they're just going to end it. And obviously, there's no direction either way on that one. I don't know if that's the situation. Getting it back on the status quo for the movie does make sense because if you yeah. remember all the way back at the original Guardians, the Guardians that you recognize didn't exist in comics. This is not Starlord. This is not Groot. This is not Rocket. The Guardians that have existed in comics came out of the movies, mm-hmm. and they've always kind of lined them back up with the movies in time for each one. So, well, that makes know. sense. I mean, they're planning to coincide with the release. That makes sense. Are we going to get Adam Warlock? I mean, have we had Adam Warlock in comics? He was in Wars. He wasn't. Well, that makes sense. He would. Andy, be there. Andy, uh, and he's mentioned quite frequently in Infinite Destinies. Apparently, a crossover that only have I have. Yes, read. that's the, one the you entirety read. of Marvel fans. I accidentally read the Thor issue, and I was like, "What is this?" Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I'm the only person that read Infinite Destinies. So, yeah, I seriously. I seriously never hear anyone talking about that. That's what I'm saying. I <laughs> no. think I'm the only one. Hey, guys, the Infinity Stones are back, and what? I'm the only one that knows. Right. <laughs> yeah, you should mention it. I've got a, I got a video series coming out. It's going to be good, great. Good, good. Okay. <laughs> Get us all hyped. You should do it, because I think Rob will do that. You, Everybody missed this. Yeah, everybody missed the Infinity Stones were back, because no one's reading it. Right? <laughs> Because they didn't tell anyone it was happening. Yeah, they, they were just like, "Hey, here's Infinite Destinies. It's it's the continuation. It, wait, it is. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. All right. Next up on our list, MCU Eternals will have the third longest runtime of any Marvel movie. <laughs> okay, with a runtime of 156 minutes. The third? No, <laughs> not the third longest runtime. Oh my god. Well, when you got 27, 28 movies. It's kind yeah. of impressive. I guess. <laughs> and and yes, like Endgame is the longest movie of all time or something. Like it's not really, but you know, yeah. it's like, yeah, you needed a lot of time. Okay. I mean, the movie's big and it's got lots of sweeping shots and pretty that, that's angles. That's what I was gonna say. And... Feige was saying it's the most beautiful movie he's ever seen. He didn't say it's the most intensive, it's got all the action. No, he no, didn't. He's... No. It's going to be a lot of sweeping shots of landscapes, I think. Well, I think he's <laughs> mitigating expectations here. He's like, he wouldn't want to say, because if he, you know, yeah. he could say, he could easily be like, Spider-Man, no, like, No Way Home is the most action-packed, like, wall, like, boundary-breaking Spider-Man movie you'll ever see. No mm-hmm. one will be like, what? What a liar. With Eternals, it's like, it. Eternals is one of the most boring Marvel teams you could possibly create. <laughs> and... I am, I am excited for it. I am excited for it. longest. I mean, too. It's, it looks gorgeous, and uh, yeah. it's, it's it's got a, a brilliant cast and uh, mm-hmm. a terrific director, and and it's a blank slate because like no one knows anything about the Eternals. There's almost nothing in comics about the Eternals. Look yeah. at their wiki page. It's like this big. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot I mean, of books that just nobody. It's just you know they they fight the deviants. They they whinge to themselves. They die. They come back. Like who cares? The best the best thing you can do is not go in with you know too high expectations and and hopefully get blown away. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of interesting stuff they can do. Thanos is an eternal. He's a deviant yeah. of yeah. Titan. Like they could play with that. Uh, you know, there's celestials there. Are they going to play with, I, I don't know if they're going to try to tie Galactus in with that or something like that. If they give us something like that. And it. then also they're <laughs> tying it in. We could talk post post credit scene with, uh, Shang-Chi, right? Because there was, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Point. yeah. I was like, what, somebody you, you was saying good with that cell. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw it. Okay. Remember we took, we did a oh, whole episode about it. <laughs> oh right, right. Well, I don't know if it was this show. You know how many shows we have, Sal. <laughs> so that that blip, right? That w- was that the also beacon. yeah the thing it, that in the that woke up the Eternals and the Deviants or whatever. Mm. They talk about what the uh, about the energy that spiked and how like that. Yes, like the 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 two snaps result in something, 
I don't know if it's connected with the rings, but I know that there's also like, you know, within the rings, there's like a beacon and it's calling something. What's guys, what's going yeah. on. I was thinking it actually was going to tie in with Eternals because like, it would be neat for them to set up like a new thing where it's like the beacon is for Galactus or something, but like, right. Or silver surfer. Or yeah. Or, or apocalypse. And it's like, what? Mm. But there's no way they're going to throw that into Shang-Chi. Cause it's just like, no. Uh, but it'd be neat if it was just like, it was setting up literally the next movie. So you're just like, wow, I, I saw Shang-Chi. I saw Eternals. They're kind of linked. I'm having a good time. I'm not getting too hyped universe. up. <laughs> yeah, it's a cinematic universe. I'm not getting too overhyped. And that's kind of, that's what Phase 4 is, has been. Like, yeah. them not putting Mephisto in WandaVision was a great way to, like, just slap every Marvel, like, <laughs> speculator down and go, like, no, stop. <laughs> and now you'll notice there's actually, like, a crop of new marvel movie commentators who have come out of that who are yeah. like who are like yeah uh i'm thinking we should manage our expectations a bit like <laughs> wh what a revolutionary concept but like you'll see that there's like a few of them that have like really created like cottage industries for themselves they're like where they're like i wouldn't get too excited and I'm like, oh, really? You think so? Now because that's where you we got are. too excited, last right? Time. Yeah. Because, because I, I know a couple of those guys. Yeah, let me swipe a few of your other ones. I I may have been at a podcast with a few of them right here on this channel. <laughs> you know, so. I, what I always wondered was, were the writers like, they think it's Mephisto? Oh what yeah, are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and a, and a bunch of them were like, who even is Mephisto? Look, yeah, uh, like they had the, a wiki. The devil? No, we're not putting the devil in our Disney <laughs> Plus show. I think I think the worst ones are actually the Twitter guys. This is one that I follow. I don't know how. I don't think I actually follow him. I think it's because I follow Spider Man as a topic. Yeah. But the Spider Fan Ooh. account, who apparently is like a big leaker for Spider Man stuff, is constantly <laughs> doing these crazy like hype expectation things. Yeah. Don't. It also reminds me there was a YouTuber a while ago. I think it was Hollywood Reporter or what was his name? You were following him for a little while, so me from Hollywood Reporter. No, I don't think it was Hollywood Reporter. I think it was like Hollywood leaks or something. Some guy who somehow had all the information from Hollywood. Okay. And would make all these videos. Oh, that's what's his name. Um, I can't think of his name. Because he hasn't come up recently. He used to be like the guy that had all the leaks. They probably plugged the leaks. <laughs> I can't believe his name is, is. I'm drawing a blank on. If I said the, the guy's name, you'd be like. We'd know who him. it is. Yeah. 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 No, it's like uh, it's like when like DC reorganized, like when DC restructured. There's a certain website that was really good at getting leaks, and that guy got fired from DC, and he was the direct link to that website. And now yeah. that website that like was really good at leaks now just tells you every just anything, hoping Mikey that Sutton. hoping that they look. Oh, Sutton, Mikey Sutton. I know the name. That sounds familiar. That's, that that's one of the guys that has all the leaks. There's a couple of guys that just have like an insane amount of leaks. Like you know, they know somebody. Yeah, right. no, there's somebody, <laughs> somebody at Craft yeah. Services who's just like, yeah, <laughs> I was over list. I was over list. I'm the guy that delivers them their meal, and I time yeah. it perfectly at every meeting. <laughs> Here's a picture of uh, Andrew Garfield getting pizza someplace. No, Bleeding Cool doesn't typically have leaks. Our no, it is Bleeding Cool. Bleeding they used, no, it was Bleeding Cool. <laughs> no, but Bleeding Cool does have leaks, but uh, that. They, I don't think Bleeding Cool has leaks. Bleeding Cool just throws everything against the wall. Well, now they do, but they used to have a guy. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because like I've noticed Bleeding School just does like, here's 10 possibilities. That one is right. See, we called it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, because there's no guy. So now I have to guess. Oh, hey, uh, Batman <laughs> is going to die, live, uh, be gay. And then like one of those is going to happen. <laughs> or all three. No. Yeah. I mean, our, our old co-host, Rob, love him to death, but he used to do the same thing. He would throw every idea against the wall. And be like, called it. Right. <laughs> I got that one. Called it. <laughs> like, what, what about all the times you were wrong? Nah, nah, nah. 
No, no, we don't. I, I wasn't wrong. I, th- those were all leading to this idea. <laughs> I don't know if you're looking at the chat, but they're all hyping up how awesome I am and how right I am. So <laughs> it's like I win the conversation. Right, right. Um, so moving on, I guess not much more to talk about there. So moving on to the next one is the potentially big discussion. Sal and I did a very long direct discussion on this one. We did. So, so which we lost the footage for, which is a whole other story, but it should be live over on Absolutely Marvel in DC right now. So we kind of have our opinions over there. We can go over them briefly, Sal, uh, so that you know the audience here knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. But basically, Marvel has filed a series of lawsuits in a bid to retain control of the characters, including Spider-Man and Iron Man. This came out of the Steve Ditko estate. Filed the termination. Okay, I'm not going to read all this because I'm going to explain Strange, what's going on. Doctor Strange, though, not Iron Man, right? Yeah. They're, well, uh, they're suing uh, the estate of like Don Heck and people who created Iron Man as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So basically, Steve Ditko's brother came out and sued Marvel for the because the copyright termination should be coming up in 2023, right. which means that Steve Ditko and his family would get back the character. Uh, Marvel countersuing every single creator to basically say that that's not viable anymore and it's not going to happen. Uh, precedent states that the creators of Hellraiser and Friday the 13th were able to argue getting their copyrights back on their licensings but the difference here is is all the care uh creators in marvel did the marvel method which is them all in a bullpen all discussing the ideas which negates the idea that one person actually made the characters mm. so the the difference between that and the friday the 13th hellraiser guys clive barker and i forget the friday the 13th guy they right. made those properties as employees so that mm. was why they were able to argue and get it back. Back in 2011, there was already a lawsuit that went down because of uh, Ghost Rider. Yes. In which the creator of Ghost Rider wanted to get the licensing back for that with the Nick Cage movie. And that was thrown out because it was Marvel method and collaboratively made. So now we're at a point where Marvel is trying to get rid of the copyright termination laws. And the families are trying to get credit. Right. Cover that pretty well there, Sal? I'd say sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good enough. Sal's so like, I'm not fully well, he, listening. My whole thing I'm listening. I heard it all. <laughs> my whole thing is that when Steve Dicko was alive, he never wanted to pursue this. So it was kind of to me like, is his family just trying to get the money? Like, yes. come on, man. You know, <laughs> I, I don't like that. That was like, Sal's entire point in our other video. It's like, I don't care about Steve Ditko's brother. Right. And like, yeah. I get it, but it's like, respect the man's wishes obviously he never went through there he agrees it was co-created with stan but he feels like he had 90 percent creative you know well stan had 10 which might be the case yeah but yeah respect the man's wishes he passed away now you're trying to get money for something that he did and i don't know that just seems kind of like sleazy to me yeah i mean that's basically what sal was saying on the whole topic yesterday do you want to add anything to it Sal? oh just like i don't want to defend like a multi-billion dollar corporation like right, it's not that, like you know. it's not like, like it's it's the it's the it's the BS, uh, you like Disney Marvel counter suit that I don't care for, where they're like, yeah. "Oh, let's preemptively sue everybody else to make sure that that doesn't happen again." I mean, it's it's it is part of the Disney lawsuit playbook of like this is how we do it. People are probably going to get paid, but they have to go through all these hoops. And I just wish that you know, I wish that companies weren't companies. I wish they were run by human beings who actually just went like at the get go. You know, like when when Marvel was an entertainment company because Marvel was a comic book company. And, you know, Stan was a good carnival barker. And then as Marvel grew and evolved, money started coming in, like real money and licensing opportunities. And so it's like when real money started coming through the door, Stan slash the actual like leaders of Marvel should have been like, we need to re- we need to reevaluate our con- our work for higher contracts, because a lot of these like contracts are being thrown out or being disputed because copyright law protects employees 
and freelancers are not technically employees and that that's like the right. loophole that gets them out of it it's like well you you know you you knew what you were doing when you worked here like i hired you to draw a book you drew the book you don't get any more out of it but the money that i paid you and it's right. like that's true right. but if i make seven billion dollars over a period of 70 years i feel like it's just the right thing to do for you right. to be entitled for some percentage of that outside of just getting like the $25 I paid you in 1962. And so it's like, I wish that were the case. It's not, it should be if lawsuits help to make the conversation go in that direction, then I'm all for it. But I also don't have any sympathy for surviving members of actually creative people right. using yeah. them when they weren't alive anymore, because that's the thing. Like if Steve Ditko's brother had been like, Steve, come on! And, like, raise right. hell about it, because Steve only died a few years ago. You know, then I'd be like, well, he's just carrying... You know, like like uh, the McDuffies. You know, Dwayne McDuffie passed away, and his his widow kept the fight going and kept a charity going. Like, I get that. Yeah. Like, that is, that is somebody who is not just trying to get it for the money. That's somebody who's honoring the legacy of her husband. This is not necessarily that. And it's it's mm. apples and oranges. I mean, Dwayne McDuffie's inheritance slash, like, a portion of the pie is infinitely small compared to Spider-Man and how mm. much money that's made. Um, I mean, I will say, you know, in the spectacular Spider-Man cartoon show, it's odd that it's the first and only time I've like ever seen in multimedia. It say Spider-Man created by Stanley and Steve Ditko. And I heard a rumor and I might be wrong and not that I'm not, I'm not wrong. I heard the rumor. So like, just I'm already getting ahead of the chat, but like, I heard a rumor that Stan was like, let's put Steve's name on the show. I don't think that's, I, I, A, I don't think Stan had that kind of clout at that point. B, I, I don't know. But I have seen interviews with Stan where he's like, yeah, Steve created Spider-Man with me. Like, he wouldn't yeah. be successful yeah. without Steve's drawings. And it's like, fair enough. The I think the best, I like what you said about there should be just a real human behind everything. Because right. at the end of the day, if there was a real human behind it, we would have a Witcher situation. For those who don't know what happened with The Witcher, the original creator who made the books sold the rights to make a video game to CD Projekt Red. Yep. CD Projekt Red's game became enormously huge, launched the company to the stratosphere. They then went on to make C uh, Cyberpunk. We won't talk about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but they then honored, when, they, when the creator came out and said, hey, I feel like I got a, a short, I got gypped because yeah. you guys made so much money off my, my license. Their response was, here's money. Thank you for creating this character. Right. And that that resolved it. That was right. the end of the argument. Right. And, right. But Marvel was like, no, no, no. Here's $5,000 at a handshake, Ed Brubaker. Thanks for creating the Winter Soldier. Yeah, that's kind of like, messed up. Like, why? Yeah. They have, not the same thing. They made so much money off that. Like, why would they nickel and dime? Yeah. That's kind of, like, messed up. And that, uh, Well, that's the worst part about it, too, because they are nickel and diming. And then, like, every other creator at least wanted their $5,000 check. Yeah. And right. Marvel's like, you know what? Lawsuits. Fine. Yes. Go away. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I was wrong. You know, I, I knew we shouldn't have given him, a, a, like, right. a, a tenth of a percentage. <laughs> like, they thought they were going out of their way to give him the five grand. Yeah. Like, now we're bad guys for giving right. you five grand we didn't have to give you? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to go into the papers and talk about how that was a low number. That's a very nice number. Last we didn't have checked. to give you shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's like one one mortgage payment. Go pay your mortgage. <laughs> right. <laughs> Shut up. He's like, I can't afford a house. I'm at Brubaker. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, size, and, yeah, yeah. And that's why I agree. I wish a real human was there because a real human would look at this and go, "Oh, okay." You know, 
uh, you're right. You deserve money. I don't know what we, I don't know what they gave that guy, but the lawsuit was dropped. Yeah. So it was enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> it wasn't like settled out of court. It was dropped. Like, oh, yep, no more lawsuit. We're good. Mm-hmm. It's over. Yeah. It, it's like that moment when uh, in in the first Suicide Squad movie where he's like, I'm not seeing enough zeros, Angie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never mind. Okay. Pum. Uh, Chad is informing me that the Witcher creator is a bad example. Because the, the, he, it was a loophole in Polish law that let him get more money from the property. Mm. Than he, and regardless of all of that, it was enough money to the guy that it the ended the discussion. You know what I mean? And right. It, and it did make headlines. The CD Projekt Red just made good. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what the law was or what loophole he was for suing, but it made an, it wasn't like CD Projekt Red had to pay him off. And no. Uh, no. It was like CD Projekt Red honored the creator and gave him money, and it's yeah. over. So. Yeah, it almost just seems like Marvel should have been like, hey, Brew Baker, we're making a movie out of the comic you created. We're going to put you down for 5% royalties or this. And just like, just be preemptive and offer them a piece of the overall pie. You know, yeah. not, don't give them a check afterwards. Don't, don't give them shit. Just give them a percentage of royalties that, it, you know, DVD, something. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the, the, right. the, the easiest solution to all this is like the Stan Lee solution. You'll notice that like Stan had sued Marvel before multiple times in his past, like despite him being like, hey, Excelsior, Marvel. Right. <laughs> also, I'm suing you. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, just to go in time, line with that, if people don't remember it, there was like a 10 year period where Stan Lee didn't want anything to do with Marvel. Yeah. That's when he ended up on the sci-fi show where he was doing all that stuff. He yeah, launched his own. Superhero, yeah. He launched a whole other comic imprint. Everything. He literally wanted nothing to do with Marvel for like ten years. Well, he literally, he probably legally couldn't even associate with like the Marvel brand. But uh, but anyway, my point being, he, you'll notice that like you'll see him on a lot of Marvel movies where it says executive producer Stan Lee, and I'm like, you didn't executive produce this movie at all. You have nothing to do with this movie. <laughs> um, that's a good role to have, and that's like it's a percentage like you get paid as executive producer after the fact and during the fact. So yes, like, like Jem said, like that's the way to do it. It's just like every time we do a straight up adaptation, we call the creators of the, if you're a creator of this book adaptation or character, you are an executive producer on this movie Mm -hmm. and you will be paid for as long as this movie exists. And it's like, and as long as you're alive and that's it. And it's like, I think that that would go a long way. Yeah. You know, because some of these folks just want to be invited to the premiere and want to get some kind of stipend or some kind of like monthly residual check. And it's like the executive producer credit would be the solution to give everybody everything they want and hype them up a little bit. Like, Hey, look who it is. It's Bob McCloud. He created the new mutants. What, look, yeah. you know, let's not just spell his name wrong in the end credits. Let's have him show up at the red carpet. <laughs> I was going to say, does Disney give them credits in the thing at all? They, I know they put special DC thanks does. at the end. They do, right? That's yeah. Cool. They, they'll put special thanks for any, in, like for any involvement, which I've noticed. Like I'll see, yeah. you know, I saw names on Shang-Chi where I'm like, really? <laughs> This is the guy that got Simi. I can't pronounce his name. Simi Zabolski. No, no, no. The guy that played Shang Chi. Oh, Simi Liu. Yeah, this is the guy that got him coffee three times during the special thanks because without <laughs> yeah. that energy, he was. <laughs> no, there's there's tanked. errand boys all over that thing, and it's like you're not gonna get throw credit to the dude who wrote this book or created <laughs> Thanos, like right? Because he didn't make coffee so good no, that we yeah. got it all. We deserved scene. that. Yeah, yeah Jim Starlin was pissed too, right? Yeah, yeah but you know, uh, Jim. That's another brilliant thing though is Jim Starlin is in Endgame, right? He's in that. Uh, he's in the, uh, the the therapy scene with with Cap. And he wrote uh, another Thanos book after the after the beef, I think. Oh yeah, uh, he will get paid SAG credit forever because he's in that scene. That's a big movie too. Same deal for uh, Ostrander, 
who was in the uh, who's who's in the Suicide Squad movie. And it's like that's another way to pay people and right. give them credit and help them out. Like that, that's that's a that's a help. And that is yeah. that is like a quiet, non-public kind of like not shy, you know. It's for the audience. They're like, oh look. And behind the scenes, it's like a I did you a favor. Like, yeah. You're I, I didn't give you the opportunity to be in our movie. I gave you a check forever. That's cool. So. So I don't have it on the list here. I'm not going to use Dan's last thing. By the way, Dan, you can't hear him, but coming to me and saying, we have a great list of topics. Not a great list. We went through that one. I'm calling you out on this one, Dan. You're, you're gonna, I mean, listen, we, got, we squeezed almost, we got 40 minutes out of this whole show so far. That's not bad. That's because we're good at our jobs. <laughs> well, we uh, there is one. About. I don't know if we want to discuss it. Since ah. it is, it, it, I, uh, so there are leaks on the X-Men project. Whether or not it's true or not, and I don't know if you guys have read these. No, I, I don't no. know if we want to discuss them as they potentially could be legit. Is this in the comic case, or the or the movie? The, the movie universe has. I'm leaks. cool. I'm, yeah, I'm in. I, I, yeah, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I wanted to make sure before I just come out and be like, by the way, the origin is leaked. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I heard I was, that. I heard that there, there that there's kind of I don't know how credible this is that it's up in the air with the term X Men. No. That that's the first. I think that's being taken out of context. Yeah, because somebody f- just mentioned it on Twitter, and then yes. that was yeah. it, right? No, yeah. I think it's, no, it's an old supposedly. interview from an old from a person who has nothing to do with that decision. But didn't yeah. they have this whole thing like the mutants, and it looked like the new mutants logo, but yeah, that's yeah. new. Like I, they could, I don't know. I could see them going with just the mutants. Like what was I, that? There's nothing. Well, it, I think that well, so that's the leak that they are going to go with just the mutants, but I think that that's to set up the X Men. Mm, and as far as that, it, and he's right. The, the the she made one line basically about oh why is it called X Men because there's women on it too and maybe we're just going to change it and to turn it into something else and it got blown way out of proportions. Yeah, yeah. I really doubt they're going to take a 60 year old brand and just completely eradicate it and rename no. it. That's just it's it's too marketable. There's no way you're going to change X Men. Because men is a catch-all for the human race. Yeah. The dawn of man. Yeah. 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 That was the point of it. Yeah. And so I personally feel like it is mostly, it's been blown way out of proportion. And I think it was something said in passing. Right. With That's all I think that is. But the actual. It's, it's, uh, you know, one time <laughs> in like 2004 or three. Yeah. Like 2002 or three. Kirsten Dunst was interviewed about making a press tour for Spider-Man 2. And she suggested that Spider-Man should die in the next movie because that'd be totally cool. No one <laughs> thought that Spider-Man was going to die in Spider-Man Three, like right. And that's well, like that Twitter wasn't what it was it even out yet. <laughs> no, no. So. But it was like it's one of those things where it was, it, it's as valid as what was said about X-Men. Like just someone who is kind of involved but has no sway on who is going to make that decision right said if, something that no one would agree with if they were <laughs> going to go that route x-men wouldn't be x-men right now right the comics. at yeah, the reboot exactly. for the x-men it would be the mutants you know yeah so the leak claims that the marvel's big x-men project is codenamed the mutants and includes a movie with that name, along with plans to introduce other characters into the MCU via shows and movies leading up to the actual Mutants film. Apparently, the first ones could show up in the MCU as early as 2021. So we got no. two big movies still coming out this year that there could be an appearance of one. 
There's no, no way, way they're going to cram that into Spider-Man no with way. everything crammed in there already. <laughs> they just have one guy run by, and Doctor Strange is like, I think that's a mutant. <laughs> yeah, I think, nope. they could, I, I think they could retcon a lot of stuff to be like, oh, that was a mutant. That was a mutant. They yeah. kind of have been like playing with that a little yeah. bit in the, in the Disney Plus shows. Mm-hmm. The League also notes that there may be mentions about mutants feeling free to reveal themselves to the world and fight crimes after Tony Stark revealed himself as Iron Man. Additionally, it claims that the blip uh, could play a major part in turning regular humans into their against their mutant brothers. Mm. So I, I mean, if you use, think about that as a plot line, mutants are not around now. They are. People assume they were brought back by the blip, which mm. is why people would be against them. Because that's one issue I've always had with comic books in general and the X Men. It makes no sense that you don't like the guy with the laser beams, but we're right. cool with the guy with the freaking nuke armor. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. The Avengers and fan, well, not even for the Avengers, forget it. Fantastic Four are beloved heroes and X Men are, yeah. are feared and hated. You, yeah. They've yeah. never given a legit reason why that divide exists. Like, I get the original reason and why it made sense in the storyline, but since then, we have yet to have a reason why that divide exists. Well, anyway. I guess it's like uh, you, you were in a cosmic accident, they gave you powers. You're a deformed mutant. There's like yeah. a difference, I guess. I yeah. Don't know, but. So uh, it claims, uh, as for the first X-Men film, and it says that, which is why I don't think this whole X-Men being dropped thing is going to be, I think mm. we're going to get the mutants and then the X-Men. Mm -hmm. um, mm. It'll be directly connected to Eternals and focus primarily on Charles Xavier and Moira McTaggart. It could also feature the Brotherhood of Mutants, Magneto, Mystique, Sabretooth, Toad, Pyro, and the Blob as the main villains, and will include an X-Men team inspired by the first-class comics, Angel, no. Jean Grey, Cyclops, Iceman, and Beast. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of starting from the beginning with the movies. Yes. Like, I'm with that. But uh, I have a problem with, like, you know, coming at the tail end of this Avengers arc. It's like... They were coming up together in the comics, so how do you explain it? I guess the blip is the big explanation for everything here, right? That's yeah. what. So does the X Men start where the Avengers ends, kind of thing? Mm. It could maybe, be, but I mean, if they're going to link it into Eternals, maybe something happens with the Eternals that makes them aware. I mean, part of the plot of the Eternals is that they've been around the whole time and they just yeah. never needed. So maybe that will be the final thing that's oh, okay. Get the mutants out here too. Yeah, it's going to be tough to uh, to to introduce the X Men slash mutant kind after already introducing the Eternals, which are yeah. just like yeah. you know, because they're a hidden race of people and they're just revealing themselves to the world now. And it's like same thing. That's what you could have done with the X Men. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't and, buy and, any of that. And look, the fans, like, you know, casual fans, even everyone was making memes. Yeah. Uh, now you just decided to show up. Like, where have you been this whole time? And then they kind of explained it in the next trailer. Like, but yeah, then to do that all over again with X-Men, you can't. You got to go somewhere. No. You got to go different. Uh, route. So yeah. the last bit of this leak is that the movie will focus on social issues against minorities, using it as a metaphor for minorities and the way society mistreats them. So. The problem so like I the have, comics. yeah, I was just say the <laughs> comics. So my problem with this whole leak is that it's way too broad. Yeah, yeah this babe. isn't a leak. This is this yeah. is nonsense. This is just this everything is, this everybody's is your been boy saying. Throwing the stuff on the wall. And <laughs> one of those might work. Yep. <laughs> so if I if I name the main evil mutants and the main first team and Professor X and the X Men and the mutants, yep. something's got to stick. <laughs> yep. Yep. Nope. This sounds uh, totally made up. My whole thing is like, if they do this right, if they do Fantastic Four and X Men right, we'll we'll be good with superhero movies for the next ten years. Right. If they mess this up, 
this could be the end of the Western, man. Like, yeah. uh, we're already yeah. kind of prolonging this genre, you know? And for us, that's not good news. Although, I will be buying key issues once the market crashes. But <laughs> I want to see another run, man. Give me another run like we had. Uh, and and those those properties, are you're, they have the stuff to do it with. They just got to do it right, man. Yeah. When we first started this, when Sal, me, and Rob first met, and we made the weekly poll in the beginning, I used to say in a meeting with us, we'd have once a week, we'd always get to it. I'd always say, the bubble is going to burst in 2020 when Endgame drops. Well, mm. it, this, we didn't know, but at the time, whatever that was, because I think at the time it was just one big Infinity War movie. Yes. Right. It was Infinity War Part 1 and 2. Yeah. It should have been Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity War, but yeah. anyway. Yeah. But I, I used to say every time, like that, like Rob would always be like, no, we're going to the moon, you know, diamond hands. <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, do the diamond hands and plan for the end of this at Infinity War. Like it's right. over. Because <laughs> you didn't know that they were going to get the rights to X-Men and Fantastic no. Four. But, right. and, and, no. No. But, but yeah. here's the thing. Yes, it were kind of prolonging it, like you said, but without a Thanos or an end goal, what are we prolonging? DC is not doing great right now with the story. Like, they're good mm-hmm. good stories, but I'm not hyped for DC like I was two years ago. Marvel comic books, other than X-Men, I'm yes. not hyped for comic books on the X-Men right now. And, on, and, th- and it's not just me. COVID, like, fucked so much shit. Yeah. <laughs> and now I, the I, movies I, are delayed. So where are we going? Yeah, the issue right now, I noticed, uh, I was just at my comic book store today, and they were talking about how um, there's no hype for events for comics yeah. right now or or for marvel and dc right now like there's just nothing very big or exciting coming out like no one's really excited there's nothing warranting like midnight releases or any kind of like groundswell of support and excitement like there's there's books that are good that people enjoy but like there's no big tentpole moments um and that happens you know we have it ebbs and flows i will say that covid was a great time for comic shops like comic book stores you know some of them closed but the ones that were doing that 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 had their druthers did really well. Like com- comics have increased sales as a result of the, of, of COVID. Um, so, you they know, they just need that hook storyline. They got to get us back. in. They just, they just need, they, us need, to, they, they need that rebirth moment, that new 52 moment. We need the all new, all different Marvel moment. What we need. No, we need civil. War no, no, all do all different Marvel turned out bad, but it, it was yeah. hype at first. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah but we need civil war. Civil war was the solution because civil war, you know the the issue was it was a big story. It was it had a lot of like it had uh, it had new reader appeal. It had an old reader appeal. It was a self contained thing that had ancillary stuff that you could read but didn't impact the main story. In every and it was seven parts. It was a very manageable amount of time. Didn't it didn't sprawl. It was localized to Earth and about like centralized issues. It had a really good media push because it was like easy to understand and easily to adapt in the, in the MCU. Like civil war started a lot of things. And of course, like even though Mark Miller wrote it, Bendis took that and ran with it and set up a whole new era of Marvel's continuity from there. Yeah. And, and set up like event after event after event and chain those events and had the connectivity of one person who also like used a lot of characters. That was a great time. For for comic book sales, I, I haven't seen you, it replicated. The the comics are doing a lot what Hollywood's doing right now, and it's like a lot of no new ideas. Let's do Civil War two. Let's yeah, do Infinity yeah. Wars and Infinity Warps. Like we've already they're they're just revisiting those those, those nostalgia you know yeah. story arcs. Like same with Hollywood. Now we got Matrix Re- Resurrections coming out. <laughs> yeah, it's like give me something new. But what I will say, and somebody mentioned it in the chat, 
Spider-Man No Way Home is going all out fan service. And a lot of people are hyped yeah. to yeah. see the convergence of these three trilogies over different, you know, property or, or uh, whatever you want to call it. So uh, Fox and, and Marvel uh, to mix together and kind of just give us what we want. Like, just give us what we want, man. Yeah. This Venom thing. Did you guys see who was it? Was it um, Tom Hardy put out that Venom? No spoilers picture. Yeah. That means there's going to be some big spoiler ass yeah. shit in this movie. Yeah, the, that's going to be. I heard right. the leaks. I'm not going to mention them here because nah, that one I, comes out. Yeah, that yeah, one comes out Friday, so everyone's going to go watch it. And I'm then, watching yeah. it Thursday and then, night. And yeah. If those leaks are accurate, that's huge. But yeah, <laughs> I've stayed away I, from them. So I haven't <laughs> seen anything, and I'm very happy about it. <laughs> Ever a long time ago, one of my favorite video games was getting its last chapter. It was Metal Gear Solid Five. And a week before it came out, someone decided to spoil it for me, and that was the day that I was like, in this business, I I'm going to spoil shit for myself. Yeah. So I, when I when I first got into this like comic book social media space on my Instagram, that's like where I started. Uh, I saw a picture of Thanos from Guardians of the Galaxy, and I didn't think anything of it. I posted it on there. <laughs> followers, your spoilers, you know, unfollow <laughs> and all that. I was like, holy shit! So oh yeah, yeah. that's why you don't do spoilers. Um, <laughs> it's funny because. <laughs> what you're saying, Sal, I think we all kind of thought Heroes Are Born was going to be that. <laughs> I did not think the that, new one? but I know that they I thought it that. was. I thought yeah. it was going to be the big thing to bring everyone back. Because right now, my problem with, with Western comics, okay? I, I don't know if it's because they're trying to go the manga route of having a linear story or whatever, but we're not having those big crossovers. Like, Robin, great storyline. I'm liking Batman. Their crossover, we're not getting any. Marvel's got, like, I know you're not a fan of Nick Spencer's run, but we got Spider-Man, we got Thor. Both of those are strong titles that I look forward to reading. X-Men's got its own interconnected, way too many comics going on thing. Mm -hmm. But, like, I can name individual things happening right now. I can't go, Marvel's great. Yeah. DC is Mm -hmm. great. Like, when Rebirth came out, it was like, everything in DC is gold. Yes. And right now, it's like, Robin, Batman, yeah. uh, Kind of well, digging this one. <laughs> but the thing is, they'll have four or five Batmans coming out in one week, and none of them have anything to do with each other. And yeah. it's like, that's another you... issue. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a whole other issue of way too much Batman right now. Yeah. I, I hit up my brother's headaches to be writing the scripts up. And he's like, Oh, I've got I've got one guy writing detective right now. I got one guy writing uh James Tynion's run of Batman. And hit my brother up, and I'm like, "Oh, yo, uh, we never did Batman Year One. Do Batman? Do do that Batman story?" And he goes, "Which Batman? Is which which Batman? What do you talk? What do you want me to do?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Year One. I said it. Year One." He goes, "Oh, okay, okay. That was easy. I can get that one." Right. And the band's like, "These guys are all the way off script right now." <laughs> <laughs> but oh, it's just, I don't know. That's what we need. We need a rebirth. We need a Marvel. Okay, so all new, all different Marvel was kind of a bust. Marvel 2.0 worked a lot better because that's when we had like Tony Stark back in Iron Man and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like we need something like that, some kind of like line wide thing that gets yes. you. This is a starting point. I can get involved. And mm-hmm. yes, it's not really going to be a starting point, but we're all hyped because we're going to think it is for two issues. Well, we had King in Black, and that that had a lot of people hyped, and that's yeah. how they went with Venom with Spider Man, its own thing, the Spider Verse or whatever. But yeah. Like you said, though, it's a self oh, Spider Verse, X Men Verse. Yeah. Yep. Thor's his own thing, which is one of my favorite titles out right now. But yeah. Yeah, I can never forget old... Thor. Thor is amazing right now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Donny Cates, man, having fun. Yeah. They need a, they need a, um, because Aaron right now is kind of like the, the main guy at Marvel. 
because he's driving the Avengers line and just had one of the like weakest selling Avengers of events of all time. And uh, <laughs> it, that reminds me, I got to jump on with issue 50, I think. Mm, mm-hmm. It's a new arc. Yes, that's right. That's right. I just caught up on World War She-Hulk. I'm going to end it there before I say anything bad. <laughs> Speaking of revisiting the successful story. Right, line. exactly. It's but, not uh, even World War Hulk in any way, shape or form. Yeah, the the concept's okay. They kidnap She Hulk and they brainwash her to be a Russian spy, so she's a red She Hulk and she goes to fight the Avengers. Where's the World War She Hulk part? <laughs> well, you I know. just saw something the other day. Uh, the the Batgirl who laughs is that a real thing coming out? Oh, I hope God. not. Is it? I think so. I'm That's looking. a shame. Well, I'm going to bring our episode here to an ending. <laughs> Sal, why don't you, since we're, we're cross-streaming to a lot of locations, yeah. we don't normally do it. Uh, for those who are joining us for the first time, this is the Absolute Comics Show. Sal and I do this show every Tuesday at about 5 p.m. Eastern, talking about the industry and the comics that we've read. Uh, we also, uh, this is primarily streamed on twitch.tv slash comicstorian, but we're looking at the possibilities of cross-promoting it, cross-seeding it across all the platforms. Since a lot of people don't know who you are, Sal... Why don't, you, why don't you do your explanation better? Because when I tried to do both of you earlier, that was terrible. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully you got a gist for uh, both of our brands, or at the very least our personalities, which is what we're here for. But uh, if you're interested, come on ba- uh, by YouTube.com slash Comic Pop or our supplemental channel, Comic Pop Returns, uh, where we just kind of break down a main story uh, and kind of explain it to a couple people who have not read it but have a lot of fun and uh, make it a lot of uh, make it make it very funny. So hopefully you'll join us over on YouTube.com slash Comic Pop. If you like live shows like these compop returns is where we do our live podcasts where we talk about either one topic or we talk about the new books that came out over the week and give you recommendations for what's coming out this week that we think you should pick up and jem why don't you promote yourself yeah i, I do some cross blasting too <laughs> <laughs> i'm a primarily on youtube i i really do statue unboxing and reviews is my main thing but i also read the weekly titles and i have a pretty extensive poll list every wednesday morning i drop the weekly comic book reviews spoiler free as much as i can and then at the end of the week i'll do a top 10 with uh, my buddy rock and robbie billups and we'll do our top 10 favorite comics of the week with spoilers so uh check me out at gem and collectibles there you go guys and like i said sal and i do a lot of shows together we do we have an entire brand known as the absolutely brand at this point because we run multiple shows you can find here find us here on twitch.tv uh, slash comic story and every Tuesday at about 5 p.m. Eastern. But you can also go to Absolutely Marvel in DC. Sal and I talk about all the movie shows and all the other stuff going on in the world of superheroes in a podcast format on a nearly daily basis. Right now, we have a 30-minute discussion over there about our opinions on the lawsuit thing, which which I love today. Everything we talked about today pretty much was yeah. a different direction. We totally yeah. talked about different stuff. <laughs> it was it, Yeah, they're, they're two totally fresh conversations. <laughs> Is, like, is, I, was, I saw that on there. I was a little worried that we're like, when we got to that topic, I'm like, wow, we still have a lot of time to fill. And Sal and I already talked about this one. Right. So I don't know where that's going to go. <laughs> oh, it's true. <laughs> and uh, Benny, why don't you tell him about uh, next week? There's no show. Oh, New York Comic Con. Sal and I are going to be at New York Comic Con Friday night. Uh, yeah, for those who are panicking that we're going to New York, we are going to be playing at Super Safe. Uh, the current rule is to mask up everywhere we go. We're only going to be on the floor on Thursday is my plan. I don't know about Sal's plan. Yep. But me and my crew will be on the floor Thursday only. The panel will be Friday night. If you see us and want to get photos, just stop me and hit me up. I will not get close, but we can get awkwardly (laughs) socially distant photos. So (laughs) normally I'm the kind of guy you want to hug, you want to handshake. I'll do the whole thing, but yeah. We're in weird times right now. I, I, this Different is the first time. time I'm going out since COVID started. Like, I haven't even left this basement. Like, I have nothing here anymore. I just, I'm <laughs> yeah. just in this room. 
<laughs> but yeah, so we'll be at New York Comic Con next week. Would love to see you guys there if you happen to be in the area. It'd be great. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much it. Thanks for the reminder on that one. So. No problem. <laughs> Uh, all right, guys. Well, that's the end of today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. Please join us next week. Guaranteed to be at Twitch, but maybe we'll try this cross-blasting thing again. <laughs> <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed. We'll see you next time right here. <laughs>